1: This is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
0: Radio legend Rush Limbaugh once said, he'd tell you when to panic. He'd tell you when it'd hit the fan in this country. He's not here anymore. I miss him a lot, actually. So we'll never get the chance to tell you that. But I can tell you this. If you see this one thing, you'll know the country's over. So unrecognizable as to no longer be America. It'll be the day that America becomes, yes, a geographical location on a map, but no longer the country it was. Remember this, on that day, if that happened, that day will be the day you see President Donald Trump in handcuffs, for the handling of these classified documents over Christmas. If you spent any time tuned into the news, I hope you didn't. We were assured that Trump possessing classified documents was the end of the line. They trotted out former attorney general, Bill Barr to tell us he likely would be arrested. Republican leadership profoundly corrupt as they are agreed media commentators and legal experts all agreed, at least on all the right channels that There was evidence to convict him. We might yet see him in prison. For doing what? For doing what George W. Bush and Barack Obama are doing right now. Possessing classified documents. At the time, this whole thing became a controversy and you saw the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago. Bush, his library, still had classified documents. He hadn't turned over to the archives. What about Obama? They asked him for his classified documents, the ones he was still holding on to. He got of deal with them that he digitized them and he'd, you know, do this over a year or so. He never bothered. He still got them too. You seen an FBI raid of his Martha's Vineyard Mansion? <laughs> no? Okay. Now we find out Joe Biden has got classified documents sitting around behind a merely locked door. There's a key difference between Biden and... Obama and Bush because those documents that Biden has, he was vice president. He didn't have the ability to declassify them at will. Bush, Obama and Trump did. In other words, the law breaking here by Joe Biden is far clearer than it ever was or ever will be in Trump's case, which means if Trump is charged, if he's arrested, if he's indicted, this will be America's first kangaroo court. The traditional, at least for third world regime dictatorships, prosecute and put in prison whoever challenges you. That's what this will be. And that will no longer be America, especially after Joe Biden was just caught doing the same thing. Even as profoundly corrupt as he is, former Bush advisor Karl Rove gets what's at stake here.
1: This is going to create lots of headaches for the Department of Justice in deciding how to handle President Trump's issues, because now they have an issue that in, at least in the minds of a lot of ordinary Americans are going to be conflated as being roughly the same. Yeah. But uh, this this strikes me as being very problematic for the mm-hmm. for the Biden justice. So department. this is what he said in September of just last year, a few months ago on 60 Minutes. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? how that could possibly happen, how anyone could
0: be that irresponsible. Now, at this point in the Trump farce, the FBI, of course, had to do the raid of his home with, you know, maximum media notification beforehand for special effect to do what? Huh. Find out if there were more classified documents, why it would be unconscionable if they didn't go look for them even in the first lady's underwear drawer. Just watch. Notice if the FBI does a similar raid on Biden. I can already tell you, I bet the contents of my 401k double or nothing never happens. And there are other problems, as Representative Michael Walls pointed out on Fox News this morning.
2: My question is, these were apparently documents from his time as vice president. So they've been sitting around for five years I mean, how long have they been sitting around? Who had access uh, all of this time? How many people had access all of this time? And so what you're hearing from the Democrats, mainstream media, already trying to whitewash this whole thing, because, of course, people are asking, where's the FBI raid? You know, where is this big show of force to make sure there's no other classified documents there? Was that folder and that box of documents the only one? So they're trying to make these comparisons, these whitewashing uh, you know, kind of exercises and say, no, well, they self-reported. But we have all of these other questions that are completely unanswered. And then the next one is, well, there were only a few as compared to the volume that were found out in Mar-a-Lago. But it only takes one, guys. It only takes one key mm-hmm. bit of information of these documents, that are sitting in a school, by the way, that is accepting millions in money from the Chinese Communist Party. So we have no idea who they, was blowing through uh, these offices and what they were seeing.
1: You nailed the question. When can we expect the raid of all of Joe Biden's offices and homes under the standard set by the Democrats that anything involving records retention is the greatest threat to national security since Pearl
2: Harbor? Want to get your thoughts on and this before third- we let you go? Yes. And deserves a special prosecutor. And if (laughs) anyone deserves a special prosecutor, it's this, uh, because obviously the DOJ reports to Joe Biden.
0: Meanwhile, the new GOP Congress just voted anonymously to defund those 87,000 IRS agents. That's good, but it'll die in the Senate. A listener of mine did some unbelievable math that I checked out and it blew my mind. Why do they need 87,000? Here's why. There's 127 million U.S. taxpayers. That's it. So guess what? 187,000 agents on top of 70,000 agents, that's 157,000 agents, an army by any size during any period in history. And a huge one too, that number of agents can personally check up on three U.S. taxpayers a day. Now, you might be thinking, well, yeah, but how do you check up? Well, that won't be hard. If we get central bank digital currency, because the currency itself, which the Federal Reserve is already beta testing, several companies have already um, adopted it and begun transacting it as part of ta- transacting in it as part of a beta test. That is set for launch in 2024. It will record every single transaction, in addition to those already recorded by Venmo, PayPal, and all the other payment services. So literally within just a few years, about the time they get them all hired, because it's going to take upwards of a decade, they will be able to log in and literally check on three American taxpayers a day, all of them, in the space of a year. Folks, these are personal minders, watchers, snoops, and never forget what the nature of this will be. It will be entirely political. How do we know that? Because Joe Biden's IRS commissioner already picked the woman to head the new office that these IRS agents will work out of. She'll ultimately be responsible for hiring them. Her name's Nicole Flex. Why was she chosen out of the 70,000 existing IRS agents? Because she was the second in charge to Lois Lerner. You remember Lois. She was the one who punitively audited for no other reason than their politics pro-Israeli Jewish organizations, Baptist groups, conservatives, and Tea Party members. It was patently illegal. A federal court found it to be so and paid out tens of millions of dollars in damages to these people. For Joe Biden's IRS commissioner to pick Nicole Flax, folks, it is amazing she is not in prison. It's amazing she's still employed by the IRS. To handle this office is a clear sign of contempt of a mockery by the Biden administration that they fully intend to unleash these agents not on their own voters but on ours call from mom answer it call silenced
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Meanwhile, never forget this. From 2016 to 2018, the mainstream media manufactured a terrifying reality. If this had actually happened and if it happened to us, it would scar you emotionally. This was more than a news story. I remember newsbusters talking about the Russia collusion hoax and how it would dominate 60, 70, 80 percent of liberal newscasts. Liberals lived in fear, truly believing that Vladimir Putin himself had launched a successful coup. They were told terrifyingly half the country was. That's who believes these mainstream media outlets and did at the time. Um, They were told by none other than the head of the CIA that Trump was controlled, influenced, owned by Vladimir Putin. The director of national intelligence, James Clapper, said the same thing. And these Russians, these Trump people, they were Nazis, fascists. Folks, I kid you not, you cannot, and I've said this for a long time, you cannot underestimate the psychological damage At a society-wise level, this kind of terror would invoke. I mean, can you imagine living through what they think they lived through? What these idiots think they lived through? A takeover. A coup. By Nazis. Of their democracy. They barely escaped it. Hillary Clinton spent years telling everyone that Vladimir Putin said it as recently as last year took the election from her. If a thing like that had actually happened in this country, it'd radicalize you too. It'd make you a little nuts. And none of it ever happened. As the Washington Post finally admitted. Now, longtime listeners to my show know there was no Russian influence campaign. What there was was a small number of accounts run by spearfishers who happened to be Russian, not associated with the Russian government. And what they would do is any popular topic, whether it was a Hollywood star or at the time, uh, the election, if you were were to Google or to post online about Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump or your cat. They also did cat videos. Um, they would target you with spear phishing um, in an attempt to get your email address and then sell it. It had nothing to do with the Russian government, but it was admitted to in the Mueller report. There was no coordinated Russian government influence campaign, never mind a coup or an owned president. And guess who just admitted it? The Washington Post. One of the two key drivers of the terror. Just admitted it was all nonsense. That's right. They published the results of a study by the New York University Center for Social Media and Politics, which admitted that there was very little Russian disinformation and misinformation in that election. And that the few people, who were touched by it in any way, were already highly partisan Republicans who were already voting for Trump. That makes perfect sense. Of course, that's who they reached. It's who they were targeting. Whatever the hot topic was that day on the internet would be what they were spearfishing for. It's what they did. We've got other proof of this too. And this is why I think this is coming out right now and the Washington Post is getting ahead of this. Because this dominated their coverage day in and day out and day in and day out and day in and day out. They lied and lied and lied and lied and lied and, lied and, lied and won a Pulitzer for it. Remember, they have a joint Pulitzer right now with the New York Post for their fake Alphabank story where they suggested, as kooky as it sounds now, that Putin was using Alphabank, a Russian-owned entity, to communicate via the, ter- the servers in Trump Tower with Trump. See, that's how he got his marching orders from the Russians. A total lie, completely disproven in court, and now admitted to by the FBI. They've never given their Pulitzer back. That's how fake the times you live in are. And the Washington Post just admitted this. Why did they rush to publish this? Why would they admit so much of their coverage, including their Pulitzer, an utter lie? Because of the Twitter files and what's in them. If you actually read them, and you don't have to, I'll read them for you. This is one of the services I provide, and I have hundreds and hundreds of pages. Something shocking emerges. The FBI, the State Department, demanding of Twitter that they turn over any evidence they can find of Russian bot activity, Russian influence activity. As the Washington Post post, dutifully writes articles clear through the 2020 election about how the Russians are still out there, still trying to influence, still taking over how evil the social media companies are for allowing it. Well, the internal correspondence with Twitter between them and the FBI, the FBI is pushing Twitter over and over and over to find evidence of the bots, to find evidence of any kind of Russian account or disinformation uh, or influence operation. And Twitter tries like the dickens they want to. Yoel Roth at Twitter, the head censor, uh, is a hardcore liberal. And he begs with them, he pleads, we can't find it. We have nothing. There's no Russian influence operation on Twitter. This is taking place between 2019 and 2022. So what they finally did to placate the FBI was shut down some old defunct Russian Twitter accounts that were owned by Russians, not the Russian government. Just people uh, who were Russian all over the world that had long since gone inactive hadn't been active in years to placate the FBI in other words the whole thing was a lie that's coming out in the Twitter files the Washington Post newsroom is reading the Twitter files is blacking them out suppressing them and diverting attention from them but this is why they're admitting this now that all their coverage was a lie to protect themselves because of what's coming out from Twitter. Remember, Elon Musk has promised 50 installments. Uh, We're only at 16. What does this mean going forward? You shouldn't believe anything, any agency of your government or the mainstream media tells you that we live in very fake times where reality itself is under constant assault. And it makes me thank God even more for Elon Musk, the only Person preserving speech in any kind of significant way in this country. Pray he succeeds because Twitter may become the only place you can go in our society and on earth, maybe even, to actually determine what reality is. The only place of any major significance where you can talk to other people who live in reality.
1: Hmm. battleground america with tara servatius please subscribe on the odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts share with friends family and other free thinkers thanks for listening